that is the Gold Cup hero. Two of the most admirable chasers you could possibly wish to see. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Race Hour podcast, which are the friends, of course, at bookmakers.co.uk and the tote.co.uk. It's a Friday, so that means we'll be having a crack at the big play spot guarantee, 250k at Cheltenham on Saturday. God willing, the racing is on. They got away with it on Friday, which we didn't expect. So perhaps they'll get away with it on Saturday. Dermot Nolan is here. I thought he was here. Hello again, Dino. How are you? I've been uh, very early for a mishap with the mute button, but there we are. <laughs> Welcome, Demo. Nice to uh, nice to talk to you again. It's been less than 24 hours, and uh, that mute button's been on the whole time. That I'd mute say. button, I've um, just sat here, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And uh, delighted to say that because, you know, we didn't we didn't have the tote on uh, yesterday's podcast, of course. Uh, Jamie Benson, Benson fame. Is, uh, is joining us this week. Jamie, how are you? Yeah, I'm grand, grand. Sadly for you, my mute button isn't working. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> you have the misfortune of hearing me. But yeah, no, I'm a good, I'm a good order. Thanks, Dean. Good. And, and you know, how, are you, how have you recovered from last week? Because when we talked last week on the race hour, of course, I said I was going to take you on the tournament. I didn't realise I didn't really have to do anything to beat you, though. You didn't have the best weekend. Yeah, it, tur- it turns out three bets of a tenner or more and all you need to make was a 1p or more profit and you would have shared yeah. the... The beat Benson dividend, which I think was sort of just shy of twenty quid for. Uh, for yeah, for, I got like nearly eighteen quid yeah. for basically doing nothing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, yeah, no, I uh, I had a phenomenal weekend of uh, doing my absolute spuds. Uh, I'd love to give you some hard luck <laughs> stories, but I just picked a load of bloody losers, didn't I? Uh, Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. I had the pleasure of going to Fairy House on Saturday and I was there with, with a couple of guys there. I managed to actually go through most of the card, but purely with, like, you know, I, I didn't go back to my schoolboy days of picking colours and names. I did think I knew what I was doing. But it was one of those days where it went okay. And so once I got in front of the toe, I just thought I'd sit back and, and watch uh, and well, <laughs> watch yeah, exactly. laps. <laughs> just watch watch uh, watch the messages updates uh, come through benson down 30 down 40 down 50 <laughs> yeah yeah and then i saw i think a 40 to one shot went in and i thought well maybe and then no and um yeah the, the man who won it though quite a famous man on twitter for um for horse racing andrew mount yeah yeah and he, he's 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 some judge isn't he and and what's um what, he, what he's so good at actually is he one he posts all of his his tips on twitter and on um on the tote blog that's the yeah. tournament blog and they're, they're all just really gettable i mean i say gettable trifectas but you know he, he is picking trifectas and things like that but just with sound logic not sort of you know the the most ridiculous study required just some some pretty sound um form study yeah well we've all been there haven't we you fancy one for a racing like dangers this dangers that and then you you know hopefully you get it right and you're on the winner but then you go oh, Jess, i didn't do the tri-class i didn't do the I didn't, I didn't do the exacto. I didn't do it, but yet you read the race perfectly. Demo, you know what that feels like. Yeah, deemed a very odd time. Yeah, very, very odd time. No, but I, I kind of meant it when you, when you get done by one and you fancied the other two. <laughs> yeah, and okay. uh, you didn't yeah, go there. Literally last weekend, even uh, again, I think it's the fifth time I've put a, a forecast up on this podcast where they finished second and third, and it happened again last weekend. Yeah, uh, yeah. whatever it is. Every time, kind of a very rare time, I say, "Oh, do you know what? We should put this in a reverse forecast," and they finish second and third. It's guaranteed. I, I, I want to stop backing them now when I actually put them up. I think because it's, uh, 
It's just nearly happening, but it's not quite happening. Dude. Need to introduce you to something called the tote swinger, Dermot. Yeah, yeah, we were saying this last weekend. Yeah, I do love a swinger, so we'll try to talk. Yeah, yeah, you can't use the same joke twice, but fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Um, yeah, well, you've been introduced to it now, so there's never any issue. Yeah, um, so it should be fine for you. Uh, so we get another go at you this weekend, Jamie, because the tournament is back on, of course, with Cheltenham on Saturday, and the fantasy is on as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, um like basically rinse and repeat of last weekend. Uh, it's our last one before, uh, I think we've got another one on Boxing Day potentially, or maybe New Year's Day, but basically it's our last one before Christmas. Um, yeah. And yeah, similar thing. Make more make more money than me, have uh, three bets uh, of value, a tenner or more to qualify. Um, and yeah, it's free, free money, especially when I'm in as excellent punting form as I was last weekend. Um, but, uh, but actually to be fair, I'm, I'm in better form in the fantasy. I'm finding that, finding that easier to figure out it's uh it's less about trying to pick uh all the big winners and, and more about uh using your budget wisely uh to to sort of navigate your way through the through through the card on on there you know basically which favorites to be with and which ones to be against yep yep it sounds so simple yeah i had another go and i was going to try and squeeze sun honeysuckle in but it's priced out the market i thought jamie i couldn't get her in at six thousand guineas or whatever it was. yeah so, exactly you know yeah, when she's over half the, half your budget i mean it turns out probably not the end of the world <laughs> no um, it wasn't, wasn't. <laughs> no it wasn't <laughs> i just didn't pick the right one to, to topple her yeah so, exactly yeah, I, I mean but in that yeah. you're you're right because uh you could if you tried to pick the second or something you know um I'd, I'd say T. Hoopu was only 750 guineas. Yeah, you know, um, bargain. So, you know, but even though he was a 21 shot, if even if she had come out and romped up, uh, if he'd come second, you could have used your steward's inquiry boost and you would have got the points of finishing first. So there That's you go. Right. It's all about the game. Uh, there's a whole nuance to it. I'm only learning. I'm only learning. You're the creator. So, you know, I keep I keep budgering you for, for some tips. But yeah, I'm going to get there. I only just finished out the money this time. So yeah, this weekend, maybe, maybe so. Um, now, what we do on this podcast, of course, as um, people are getting used to now, me and Dermo try and crack the 250k place pot, which is going to be at Cheltenham, God willing, it's on. Um, so there are six races left because I think we got rid of one of them already. So pretty simple about which ones we're going for. But it's not going to be any, any easier than it has been the last couple of weeks, Dermo, where we missed by two on both occasions. So we're not really doing this any good. So thankfully, Jamie is here. And, uh, and, and can help us out. Um, or maybe not, let's find out. Uh, the 12.05 at Cheltenham is the, the juvenile herd, of course. Um, this is an easy demo. I'm hoping you have something because pretty much everything in here that's run looks all right. And um, there's a couple we haven't seen before. So please give me something. Uh, yeah, this, this, this is really hard. I mean, this division in general is hard without adding in... It's too early. Yeah, literally. Because... John McConnell does, doesn't travel with a bad horse, but that's 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 not logic. Like, as in you know, like it's it's thing. He's, he's yeah. he tends to strike here at these early, early ish season uh, Cheltenham meetings. Um, but really, you're kind of I think you have to go go with the form in something like this. And I was quite uh, I thought Scriptwriter has a good bit to improve on last time. Milton Harris, obviously brilliant with this uh, this age group. Of horse and mm. I thought one one in spite of himself last time kind of a few a few mistakes in the way around and everything else but if if this horse kind of kind of grown up from this run last time I think uh, scriptwriter should be should be the one for me in the place but anyway do you know okay well that that's I thought you were going to come at me with with Joey O'Brien and Daryl Jacob and Nuzret because of that 
obviously the high flat form, high flat class, and then of course that performance at Punchestown, which had a good few people talking, and it is going to be the favourite. Jamie, you put us off those two. No, I, I mean, I'm actually, with, I'm with you on Nazareth. Um, I loved him uh, since since the states in the flat. I really fancied him in the um, uh, at York in the what was it, the Melrose? And that was it. He was yep. sick to uh, Solcom in. And uh, yeah, I was. He, I thought he was mighty at Punchestown the other day, wasn't he? And um, yeah, for me, for me, he's my idea of sort of the the lead triumph contender at the moment. I think he he looks really really good. A um, hey, lossy mouth, though. I mean, that was that that performance at, at Fairy House was a bit yeah. Special, I'm, I'm, but this one is definitely in the mix. Yeah, maybe maybe, maybe I mean maybe I mean more so on value, if you know what I mean. But uh, oh no, yeah, I get you. But yeah. yeah, and although what's not helpful here is that they've also got a, uh, I think it's a listed juvenile race at Donny. Uh, yeah, everything's double-entered. On Saturday, like, exactly, everything's yeah. double-entered. So I think Nazareth and Scriptwriter's first preference is both at Donny. Um, oh, geez, that means we'll end up on Perseus Way, I'd say. Yeah, Two exactly. Lines. So it's Perseus uh, Way. See, this is where the, the expertise comes in, which we discovered there. <laughs> well, I, okay. I mean, I'd be half tempted to put them in anyway. You know, tipping up nons is a great way to, to get your ROI up. Yeah, yeah, understood. And <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> they'd definitely be the two that I'd want in. But now you've made that point. Actually, they're both their preferred engagements are, of course, in that Donny race. So, all right. Uh, do you know what? We'll leave them in and see what happens. Yeah. Uh, we might get one of them there and then we'll be fine. Okay, so 12.40 then. Um, now, our approval round today, and there's only supposed to be the three uh, currently declared for the um, novice chase there, 12.40 demo. So, Really simple for me, this is, uh, assuming our approval will not run, you just put the other two in. Uh, yeah, Dean, I, I, for once, I'm not going to argue with you. That makes sense. Wow. Yeah. We, have, we have, you know, we've, we've come a long way. Yeah. Uh, Jamie, I'll, get, I'll give you an opportunity to argue. Should we be napping <laughs> one against the other one? No, to be honest, I actually, I, I, uh, I, whenever there are four or fewer runners uh, in a race, I love having all four and then just cheering on the rag. Um, yeah, exactly. It's just yeah. it's one of the life's great enjoyments. Uh, you can't you can't lose, but uh, you can you can win big. <laughs> yeah, you know you're through. Yeah, and you're just hoping everyone else hasn't done what you've done. Exactly. Like we had this a couple of times on the last couple of weeks, and we've left out the the absolute rag on the basis that um, we thought we were being clever. And so far, we've been lucky. But I think in this case, there's definitely no no point trying yeah. to do that. I mean, the, 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 the other thing you can do is you can put both of the the named horses in, and then also have unnamed fav as a as an extra line so you sort of double up your stake on one morale that way um uh, okay okay that's something i've never done yeah. um okay so that effectively means there's three lines in but one's on unnamed yeah fav. i mean i mean to, to, be, to be fair I, I like your boys play here just having both in um because you know kisses for katie isn't a bad horse and um you know i i'd, I'd say i'd say mon morale could uh could make a couple of mistakes he looked obviously enough Yep, yep. There's only a topple in the way yeah. of, uh, of something happening there. Okay, so, okay, that's that's sorted. We'll put those two in. We're all good. Uh, now, we actually have a race to try and pick the bones out of that comes up next. It's the 115 at Cheltenham, which is a handicap chase. Um, okay, well, the Moors have got Niall Houlihan booked for editor De Guy, of course, who's had that run at Cheltenham behind Dad's Lad um, earlier on. I think Dad's Lad was Brian Hayes. Right, damn, I it most certainly there's was. Yeah. yeah, there's a race you would have been stuck into. Time White's already come out in good form this season, but then didn't follow up behind a very, very good horse in Boot Hill. And I'd probably be fancying putting in the Nichols Lorcan Williams runner, Time White, would be my selection, Damo. But what do you like? Uh, this is a 
another really, really sticky race. Um, yeah. There's no way to put it. Really, really difficult. Um, the, but the one I like in this is, from an Ichima point of view, uh, which is obviously all, all we're looking at here, but the, the two, four, yeah, like, I wouldn't be surprised if that's six or seven by the morning. But third time lucky is a huge price, I think, based of his Cheltenham form. He'll be getting this uh, decent ground here. Has had a wee, a win surgery. Um, I think he's um, the Arkle as well from last season. I know he he, he obviously did, sorry the the Arkle division let's say from from this season has uh, has worked out quite well so far. So third time lucky do would be my idea of a place. Okay, that, all right. Well, that, that's fine. So if we have third time lucky and and time white in, we're really relying on that bit of boot hill form uh, to come good in here. Both of them, of course. Um, out the back in that race. Jamie, any insight? No, I like both of those. Um, I might like Gumball from a win-only bet point of view. Um, first time after a wind up, drops the mark of 135. But I think for place pot, uh, place pot purposes, I think Time White and Third Time Lucky are, are great shouts. Um, also, whenever I'm in doubt on place pot uh, in handicaps, I always look towards the top of the weights because yep. they might not be weighted to win, but they might still run a good race and they tend to be the class of horses in it. So, yeah, no, they'll, they'll do for me. All right. Okay. We're sticking with them. Um, all right. Let's move on then to, well, this is this is definitely the race of the day from a punt perspective. Sometimes you get a bigger field, but it's actually held up all right, even with this good ground. I was all over Il Rodoto, um a few times. I think it's a little pocket rocket. Reminds me a little bit of Froden, still only five. Uh, Paul Nichols, Harry Cobden is the market leader. I'm not going to stray too far from that demo. And uh, I think if I was playing this just on my own, I might even bank on that. But I don't need to because you're here. You're banking the Il, Il Rodoto. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You you are mental, to be fair. But the, uh, <laughs> yeah. the... Oh, man, holy hell! Yeah, absolutely mental. <laughs> Most, the only competitive race of the whole card, and you're banking yes. it. Well, do you know what? Do you know what? My 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 confidence is increased, right, by the fact that our bankers in the last uh, last couple of these have kind of come my end and they've gone well and i backed this already for this race at 10 so i'm after timing horribly oh, yeah. um, and i don't mind if five or six come out let them all come out yeah this yeah and this has been a horse uh, jamie that the the podcast has has charged behind a few times and he's actually got it done a few times to be fair um paddy asmal put him up the first 18 wasn't he, he was bullish altogether and we kind of followed him since but the... i kind of think paddy put me in that day but you know <laughs> i don't <laughs> i don't think so um I think this race, I'd be taking on the front end of the market. Il Renato would be my favourite of them. Um, but I think Stolen Silver off 12 stone is doing your lad and a good few others a big favour here. But I'm going to go with man of the moment. Um, and uh, Michael O'Sullivan and Soul. I thought you were about to say David Maxwell for a minute there. <laughs> I'm looking, I was looking for a man, of, every man of the moment. <laughs> <laughs> he is the man for every moment, to be fair. But uh, Michael O'Sullivan was absolutely brilliant last weekend. A Marine National, as we spoke on yesterday's podcast, takes a brilliant five pounds off Soul Pretender. And Soul Pretender, who actually ran quite well last time. I know there was 12 lengths, but jumped with a plumb and could well put a few of these under pressure. This is a lower grade affair, obviously, than that Bambridge race last time and Tommy's Oscar ahead of him. Um, but it just a bit more kind of decent fractions, a bit more smarter fractions, which Michael O'Sullivan definitely will set. And I just thought there at 14 to one or so, he was the bet for me in this team. Um, so as a place angle here, I like him. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. Can't complain. Been the last two runs have also come at the track. So fair enough. 
Um, we got a big price one and the jolly. Jamie, you're going to have to preview this for the tote.co.uk. What did you come up with? Yeah, uh, I mean, so one, I really like Soul Pretender as a place for angle um, for all the okay. reasons that you just mentioned. Um, you know, I wonder whether he might find one or two slightly better handicapped, but yeah, he's an eight-year-old. He's more exposed than most, but I think he's bang there. Um, the one I actually landed on was Coconut Splash for Evan Williams. Um, probably more out of just... Uh, kind of longing to know when this horse is going to be actually lined up to land one because I'm so sure I've never seen this horse, a, a horse get beaten quite as uh, difficultly as he as he did when he, I, <laughs> I seem to remember running at Exeter and somehow man, managing to get beat there um, and yeah it, it, classic Evan Williams stuff but um, he's oh, always Evan Williams he was bywise as well wasn't he Jimmy yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah but this this lad this lad i'm sure has got one of these big races in him um and yeah he had a nice pipe open in weatherby last time I, he'd be probably he's my winner in this selection um and then i've got another is this god these two and a half mile uh sort of series of races these handicaps are just they they throw up the most number of ridiculous number of cliff horses I've got you wait, do you wait? I see it, Jamie. Yeah, it's like the Sandown railway fence. If you get into a rhythm over the first, you're in good form for the rest of the races. If you actually fluff the first, you'll never find another winner. Spot on. And I'm, and I'm still, I'm, I'm going around for a fourth time, fourth circuit on, on day round to Carjack. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, there, yeah. There's 100% a big race in him. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Off 128, I just can't believe that he No, can't. he has to. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I'll probably back him as well. But Jesus, I wouldn't encourage anyone else to. For their <laughs> he's sulky. He's like a big sulky teenager. Day round the car, has it all in him. And if it's going his way, he definitely run a big race. He ran, of course, behind GA Law Galo um, in the big race last time. So he looked a winner too out in here. Yeah, but he does that. He does that. He also that. ran really well behind Champ once, didn't he? And yeah, yeah, he's just one of those horses. <sighs> Oh, God. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, do you know what? I prefer your coconut splash shout. I just think Dare and Jack will just throw yeah, you. Yeah, I, I, I know. From a placement angle, though, it, it's probably clever, to be fair. Well, coconut splash is the play spot king, isn't it? Second, second, third, third, <laughs> second, third. Like this, Evan Williams needs what you yeah. want. Evan Williams needs to start maybe training him to start getting a head in front of you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna allow Jamie a selection in there, and Coconut Splash is going in unless, uh, unless there's any disagreements because I think we're gonna find a nap in the next two races, I reckon. Right. So yeah. after that is the international hurdle, of course. Uh, I like to move it was the Greatwood winner. Epiton is obviously a champion hurdle winner who is now plying slightly below that that kind of level, perhaps. But this is grade two, so it should be right up her street. You've got Nappers Hill, who's the up-and-comer, and previously you know, the second coming of the greatest thing ever. Not quite there, but on the way. It's only six. First street was brilliant last time, and Zephanian is hoping that a couple of them don't run or don't finish <laughs> and picks up some nice prize money. I like this from Dennis Hogan. I really respect that. Yeah, just, just, just I love it. Yeah. around the back and see, see what you can pick up. Yeah. Complain about small field sizes. He's, he's doing his he bit. He's doing his bit, yeah. Doing, yeah. Um, Demo, is there a nap in it? Epitaph, surely. Has to be finishing the first hit. It has to be like, like eleven one, getting five pounds where I like to move it, and seven pounds from Napper's Hill. Um, yep. Either Nicky Henderson is really confident that the, that it's going to be called off and he gets his money back, or he's uh, not that JP McManus will be too hurt. I'd say by by losing an entry fee anyway. But Epitant, um, she just she's obviously come out of that race against Constitution Hill quite well. She tends to get mm-hmm. much better from her first run to her second. And um, like even finishing second, like Constitution Hill doesn't run in that race. She's once she's dotted up. Um, you know she's. Yep. I just think she's miles better than the rest of these. 
I reckon when uh, when Nikki picks up the phone to JP, assuming he did, or Frank Berry or whatever, and said, look, I'm going to run Constitution Hill against her in the fight fifth, but don't worry, nothing will go for the international. We'll go there um, two weeks yeah. later. And, yeah, and I don't think... Because it wouldn't have been in the plan, would it? Wouldn't it I don't think Aidan Coleman was, was too... He was too hard in her now when, you know, he looked ahead and he saw that Adonis of a horse belting away from him. I'd say he just thought, right, you know what, we'll, uh, we'll have a nice old... Or trip around ourselves here, and the rest of the field aren't as good as me either. So I would say now that she she wasn't put through a massive ordeal that day. Yeah. Um, and she's just she's miles clear. The rest of these. All right. Now the ratings don't suggest that, Jamie. So are we are we crazy here? I couldn't. I actually couldn't believe it when she. Was, I saw she was only rated one five four. I thought. Yeah. It's like she absolutely gagged up in the entry hurdle last year, and uh, sorry, in, not last year, this year in them. Um, yeah. yeah, April, and yeah, yeah, no, I mean, like she, I'm totally with you, Damo. Like she, she absolutely, she's even. She should be twos on. Like, yeah. Would you be um, minding this mark nearly for, like, yeah. you'd nearly grab a seven-point claimer <laughs> and throw her into a county hurdle off that mark? I mean, I mean, what did what did Arctic Fire win the county of? Yeah, it was Arctic definitely... Fire. No, he was one fifties as well because wasn't because yeah. um, even Wicklow Brave was high enough when he went and uh, close in a county hurdle or a. Uh, Coral Cup, he, he yeah he he was uh, low on fifties when he got chinned by William Henry in that Coral Cup. William Henry, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, I'll, ne- sh- I'll never ever forgive Nick. The only one five eight, one five eight. Wow. There you go. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, sorry, you were going to say you'd never ever forgive? <laughs> no, Nick. Jamie, Nick. Nick. Such a good ride, wasn't it? Yeah, Brave is my favourite horse of all time. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, I'll never forgive Nico for that absolute. And the way joke. Patrick arrived almost like a cowboy with the, behind the cavalry, like it was just the way he just arrived. On, and you were like, oh, how far does Wicklow Brave win? Yeah. Like, oh, Nico. Yeah. Oh. Well, the noodle man, the ice man. <laughs> the, the noodle man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know why people call him that. <laughs> we're, re- we're really going through a, sort of all of my emotional scars here with Dayran Dakarjak. <laughs> Wicklow Brave getting chinned by William Henry. Yeah. <laughs> it's really other emotional yeah. scars from your childhood. We, you want to discuss yeah. ourselves, Jamie? Right. Uh, this is a therapy if, if session. We, yeah. if, we talk about, if we talk about long run beating uh, beating Quarto and Denman, then I might have to just drop off altogether. Uh, <laughs> still, still the greatest feeling I've ever had, not from a betting perspective, but from an actual atmospheric perspective, was that race at Cheltenham still on the lawn, yeah. which they've now taken away and bloody turned it into a... I don't know what it is. Like it's a hard surface there now, a bit of concrete. I haven't stood on it since they got rid of the grass, but I actually felt the earth move as they came to, uh, came to jump the, uh, the mm. final couple of flights together. That was something else. So anyway, look, we'll, we'll move on, Jamie, because I don't want to say <laughs> anymore. But um, Epiton is going to be the nap. She's miles clear. Forget the ratings. Had a pretty much a race course gallop last time behind uh, the anointed one, Constitution Hill. So uh, we're in nap territory. Okay, that's straightforward. Uh, the final race is the Albert Bartlett novices, um, trial of course which is great to affair um Dan, you remember we've all been caught was yeah um, yeah yesterday's podcast so he was very very keen that this horse is is gonna well obviously go on to very good things behind Hermes Allen last time I don't think we can leave that one out yeah my first job in the gallery.com group before I sold out and went to commercial was the commercial editor or the commission editor Dean alongside yourself um and Fryby would send in his five tips every day and we'd go through it to try and find it was always one that he was particularly strong on and they tend to win you know, do you know, do you know like Paddy Aspen on our podcast when he says oh, I've won more yeah. actually lads they tend to yeah, don't forget this yeah, one. yeah sorry yeah. sorry no Dino it's one we haven't mentioned before that always they always <laughs> win um, and yeah. it's the same thing with uh, Fryby there was always one piece that was longer and I always kind of perk up and 
it was the same yesterday now he just had that and i watched back the race and he's completely right it was a serious run big dope dope of a horse who doesn't know what he's doing the albert bartlett rode all over him and he's 40 to 1 for the albert bartlett is what he said yesterday so uh, from an antipose point of view, should definitely cover that, but we don't care about that here. It's a toad podcast. So, uh, <laughs> we've all been caught is the one uh, for the place, but for sure, you know. I'm thinking we, we just nap again here. I, like, Will you... He's not going to miss. <laughs> I know, but do, do you want to be going into it? Do you want to miss? Just, to, just do a 50 quid, one straight line. Like... <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. is, that is... That is the race hour tactic we're recommending to all our listeners. Please gamble responsibly. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, you don't need to do that. It is an option available to you. You don't need to do that. Um, yeah, I'm, that's that's not going to. That's yeah. You, to to quote Steve Palmer in a bookmaker's watching the Greyhounds. This will not be anyway. It will um, it will be fine. I think we've all been caught. We'll be okay. Uh, Jamie, I mean, you know, you can opine here, but. That's probably going to win, so I don't need to worry about too much here. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. Um, if I was to have a second, it would probably be Grand Soir for John McConnell. He yeah. he knows the type of horse it takes to to do well in these sorts of races. You know, Streets of Doyen and Barton Sound Ladder, basically. I think they might even have run yep. in this race, but um, they, yep. you know, both third in the Alpha Bartlett. So uh, he'd be my idea of the second one in that, but no, I'm with you and we've all been caught. Okay, a demo. If we do have two naps, right, in the last two races, we can just blame Fryboy if it goes wrong in the last. Yeah, which fair is, enough. Yeah, yeah, I'm totally comfortable with. Yeah, I'm I totally comfortable with that. Off, offboarding blame to someone else is, is something that I have, I have set my life to. So yes, that's absolutely fine. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, I, I make it two in the first, two in the second, two in the third, and I got the master on the first time we did this round. Um, three in the big race because we included Jamie's coconut splash along with our two, and then we have napped Epiton. And we've all been caught in the last two legs, which kind of gives a bit of scope on the staking because I reckon that's 24 lines. Jamie, your maths would be better than mine. But, um, oh, Jesus. No, it wouldn't be. That sounds two. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. 24 bets there, man. Sounds, sounds good, Dino. All right. We'll do it for. Would your beat defense and uh, budget now? You can cover it as well now, which is great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I, unfortunately, I have had a bet since. <laughs> 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 so oh, oh, if only that was true Fair enough. um okay all right so we're going to do that for 50p i'm going to stick that up on the website of course at bookmakers.co.uk you can read through um our selections there but i reckon we might get it this week god willing racing is on um the scoop six will be um well at the moment jamie i believe we're crossing doncaster newcastle and cheltenham yeah absolutely so there's three from cheltenham the 115 the 150 and, the, and then the last, the Mayor's Handicap Hurdle. Uh, two from Donny in the middle, three-mile handicap chase, 205 and 240. Uh, and then uh, just to keep everyone everyone guessing, the, there's a six furlong uh, to Peter handicap from Gosforth Park in Newcastle. So, uh, just when <laughs> That's you... like stumbling onto the wrong channel oh, at a certain geez. time of evening and go, hold on a minute, Don't, what's this? I'm I thought, on watching thought, news night or something. I thought I was rid of all that. I thought the only flat horses I was going to see were going to be lined up for the Fred Winter, but... Um, no, apparently not. So <laughs> maybe okay. just follow Andrew well, Mountain and whatever he fancies there. I think that is very sensible. Um, yeah, I'm sure he'll have something up as well. So, okay. So that's where the Scoop 6 is going. Of course, there is the tournament and the fancy. Demo, there might be some racing on the island this Sunday if it's allowed. Yeah, Cork, Cork might get away with it. Um, it's about one degrees. They, they might. Um, and I hope they do because uh, Brian Hayes from Bookmakers.co.uk's article, a, a top-class jockey as well, 
uh, he's had a frustrating time with the last few weeks, just just kind of crossbars and just, you know, the season, the busy, real busy Sundays of two cards ha- hasn't quite got going yet. So that that can be difficult for a jockey like uh, like Brian Hayes then. But Impervious yeah. is a horse that he's always believed in. Dean uh, was a horse that he was waxing. He waxed lyrical to you last year. Um, That's right. On his bookmakers.com article at that point. Um, and uh, Brian Hayes was absolutely raving about this horse. She ran a good race that day at Cheltenham, but he Excellent. said... He said that she'd been running and training since early summer. So from like May, she started. And uh, Colin Murphy, who's an absolute genius, just thought that maybe he just kept her going too long. So this year's much later start. And she was brilliant last time over fences. The horse in second has gone on to win since. Um, she goes up against Dino Blue and Rosie's Hollow, two very good mares. But I think Impervious will not only rise to the top of the mares novice division, I think she'll, she'll end up proving that she probably has to run in the mare's chase. This is a very good mare and they really believe in her. And then the other one is Brian Hayes ride as well, but he sounded very sweet in him. Um, and this is I See the Moon uh, for Brian Hayes and uh, two seconds. I can't remember the name of the trainer. Was it? Was it? Thing here. This is, uh, as always in the race, era, we are as diligently uh, prepared. I'm glad you were prepared. I, as ever. Barry Fitzgerald. Barry, Barry Fitzgerald. That's it. I, I was trying to remember which Thank Fitzgerald God. it was. Three, 320. And this horse last time bumped into Lucky Max, who was is unbelievably well handicapped. And um, I see the moon will improve an awful lot for that. Very well bred and off a mark of, uh, of 92, Dean. I think Brian Hayes could well have at least one winner on Sunday and I'll be back in Bolton. Yeah, I'm very excited about Impervious and we'll be keeping an eye on Barry Fitzgerald. Yeah, she's a big Brian price Hayes, at Challenge, isn't she? Yeah, I put her into that lucky 15 yesterday yeah, that we talked yeah, about on the podcast price. and I think... I think, you know, all roads will lead to the mayor's chase. And like you said, in a run at Cheltenham last year, I think she's just slightly over the top and they seem to agree. So, um, yeah, good signs. Good signs indeed. Fingers crossed now all of this stuff uh, does go ahead or we have just wasted the last 26, 27 minutes of our life. But it's never a waste of time <laughs> yeah. talking to you, Dermot Nolan, and it's been all the better for Jamie Benson's inclusion, I have to, I have to say. Um, okay, Jamie, I'm coming for you tomorrow in the uh, in the tournament. Um, if it's on, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll be keeping an eye on how you get on. Uh, I'm really just aiming for that dividend. That's what I'll be going for. And fingers crossed we get this place pot right. So for now, I think that's us on the Race Hour podcast, of course, brought to you with the tote.co.uk. My thanks go to Jamie Benson and Dermot Nolan. And um, yeah, if you're looking to check out what that place pot and uh, perm was, it'll be up on bookmakers.co.uk. Thanks both. Thanks, Dino. That's a pleasure. Cheers, Dino.